like pina coladas, Kyle? Getting caught in the rain? If you're not into yoga, you have half a brain? It's a good song. It's a really good song. Darbycast, Economics Wednesday. Boy, do we love Economics Wednesdays. And you know what we haven't done in quite some time? Kyle? You know what it is? That's right. A good old-fashioned folklore Wednesday. Everybody loves a good folklore Wednesday. And for some of the newer DarbyCast listeners, doctors in training, DarbyCast doctors in training, you're saying, Folklore Friday, why not hit the alliteration? And I've said this before, and I have no problem saying it again, this is not your show, okay? You're just going to want to go ahead and back the hell off. But because we are in Lumberjack Studios, we are up in the woods. It wouldn't make sense to tell any other story than Brothers Grimm, 1812, Hansel and Gretel, otherwise known as Hansel und Gretel. And many of you know this one, but you've never heard it told like this. Hansel, older brother. Gretel, younger sister. Friends, unlikely heroes. So let's just jump right into it. The story is set in medieval Germany. Hansel and Gretel are the young children of a poor woodcutter. This guy's swinging axe, trying his best, but he's not making enough coin. Puts a lot of pressure on himself. There is a great famine, and it settles over the land. The woodcutter's second wife, who's a total bitch, just as a side note, she's pretty rattled over the famine. She's probably into cake, bacon. She's like, I want the cake, I want all the bacon. These punk kids of yours, husband of mine, they're eating all the cake and the bacon. Meanwhile, the husband's thinking to himself, like, what do you even do? I'm out here chopping down trees all day. You're just complaining that there's not enough food? Why don't you get busy? Huh? Make yourself useful, babe. One time. But she's having none of it, the stepmom. So she decides to take the children into the woods and leave them there to fend for themselves so that she and her husband don't starve to death. And we all know husband's doing just fine. It's her. She is a gluttonous piece of work. And she's just calling the kids out and being like, you eat too much. And it's like, hold up the mirror, you piece of garbage. You ever looked at yourself? You're a pig, hun. Can't believe our dad wants to do you. That's what they say to her. But the stepmom, she's like, what do you say we just abandon the kids in the forest? Huh? Husband? Mr. Woodcutter? And the husband gives pushback. He's like, what are you talking about? You think you can just show up, eat all the cake and bacon, and then be like, the kids are the problem? But then, stepmom, she looks at her husband, and she's like, no more BJs. And then he's like, whoa, okay. What am I going to do about this? So I want my kids who I progeny they're great or do i want you know 
little slob J from time to time. And strangely enough, he elects the slob J option. And as they're having this conversation, father and stepmother, they like had it in the living room and the kids were in the hallway. And they heard the whole thing. They heard the stepmom being like, fuck your kids. They suck. Do you want to get blown? Or is it over for, for that? You make the call. And then the husband out loud's like, you are such a crafty hooker. And then the portly stepmom's like, darn tootin'. So Hansel and Gretel are hip to the plan. And then the parents go to bed. And Hansel sneaks out of the house. And he gathers a bunch of white pebbles, as many as possible. And he returns to his room. And he says, Gretel, God's on our side. Our stepmom sucks. We're going to be okay. The next day, the whole family takes a hike into the woods. And Hansel, like a pro, he's just dishing white pebbles, dropping them. What an ace. And then they get pretty deep into the woods. And the parents are like, hey, guys, look over there. And then they just sprint away. And the kids are like, what? What? But they already knew what was going to happen. So everybody was doing their part. Then Hansel and Gretel, they just kind of chill out for a little bit. And they're like, yeah, we'll wait for the moon to rise. Then those pebbles will shine and we'll go back to the house. Maybe we snack on some cake and bacon when we get back. They kind of have some side conversation on the walk back. And they're like, why did dad marry that hog? They just don't like her. I don't respect her because she doesn't respect herself, right? Hard to respect something like that. You get it. So Hansel and Gretel, they get home safely. And the stepmom is pissed. She is livid, irate even. She's just stuffing her face. She looks up. This lady might as well eat out of a trough. The way that she's, she's got no manners. Get food all over her face. She's like, we abandoned you. Why are you here? But then the dad's like, well, they made it back. So I guess that's that, huh? Lady, wife, second wife. You weren't as good as the first. You never will be. And then a couple days later, food becomes scarce again. And I think we all know whose fault that is. And the stepmom's like, all right, woodsman, husband of mine. Time for you to take the children further into the woods and leave them there to die. She says that explicitly. And it's like, you are a wretched harpy. You are not a value add in a relationship. Hansel and Gretel, they're like, so do we just do more pebbles? Is that the play? They're scheming. They're in the room. They're like, fuck, this is going down again. Hansel's like, we got this. We'll get more pebbles. But as Hansel is about to go outside, finds out that the door is locked from the outside. He can't even get out of his room. Impossible to escape. So the next morning, the old fam bam treks into the woods and Hansel's like, ah, I don't have any pebbles, but maybe uh, pull a little hot route and do some breadcrumbs. So he starts leaving a trail of breadcrumbs for he and his sister to follow home. And then the mom and dad, they pull the same little stunt. They're like, hey, what's that over there? And then they sprint off. And 
and Hansel and Gretel, they just look at each other and they're like, all right. So then they try to backtrace their route and they find that the bread has been eaten by birds and they are officially lost. So they're wandering around the woods and they're like, I think this is it for us. Our fucking stepmom ruined everything. But then, out of nowhere, there's this beautiful white bird. Could be a dove, could be a crane, could be a kingfisher. And they're like, hey, look at that. Why do you say we follow it? And they're aligned. And they're like, yeah, let's give it a go. So they follow the bird into a clearing in the woods. They discover a large cottage built out of gingerbread, cakes, candy, with window panes of clear sugar. And then there's like a bacon station. All you can eat. Hansel and Gretel, they're hungry. They're tired. And so they're like, yeah, what do you say we just munch the rooftop of the house? Yeah, sample it a little bit. But then the door flies open, just swings the hell open. And this very old woman, what some would call a weathered hag, emerges. She says, hey, you want to come inside? And maybe I give you a soft bed and some tasty food? And that's sketchy, right? That is. And so they're like, yeah, I could use some rest and maybe we shouldn't be eating the roof of a house. Like, what do you got, lady? She's like, oh, well, like, why don't you just come in and relax? And they're like, yeah, all right, whatever. Little did they realize that their hostess is a bloodthirsty witch who built her house specifically to lay waste to children and then gobble them up. Very crafty, very inappropriate. So the next morning, after a nice full night's sleep, the witch is like, hey, Hansel, come with me. I've got something for you. And then she just locks him in an iron cage in the garden. And then she forces Gretel into becoming a slave. They don't really go into, like, what her slavery looks like in the forest hut. But it, it could have been bad. This lady, she's not a high ethics player. Some pretty bad stuff that probably happened to Gretel, and I don't even want to think about it. Nor should you. So the witch feeds Hansel quite regularly to fatten him up. And day by day, she tries to feel him up and be like, hey, how fat are you, you little fat? Mm. She's just salivating, and it's like, lady, what is wrong with you? But Hansel's a clever fuck, and he offers a bone he finds in the cage presumably a bone from one of this old cannibalistic witch's former victims. She's like, hey, let me jiggle that arm fat. You got anything going on? And he just sticks the bone out, and she feels it, and she kind of touches it pretty inappropriately. And she's like, what the hell is this? And he's like, it's my finger. And the witch is blind, so she is totally duped into thinking that Hansel just isn't putting on weight. She's like, what is the deal with this kid's metabolism? I feel like I've been really packing on the calories and this kid and fattening up. Good problem to have if you're him. But like for me, I am not feeling this kid's metabolism. So this goes on for a number of weeks. Hansel eating his fair share and then sticking the bone out. And the witch is getting pretty sick of it. She's like, whatever. I have not eaten a kid in way too long. I don't care if he's fat. I don't care if he's thin. I just got to eat some kid. It's like, geez, lady. 
I guess back in the day, that was like the equivalent of keto. You just eat a child, which was all cannibal keto. So she's pissed, and she's like, all right, time to fire up the old oven for you, Hansel. And she's like, you know what? I'm going to eat your sister, too. I'm going to eat Gretel, my slave. The things I've been making her do, I'm not going to tell you about it because I'm even embarrassed about it. That's what the witch says. So she beckons Gretel, and she's like, hey, Gretel. And she'd go over there to the open oven and uh, lean in front of it, see uh, if the fire's hot enough. Huh, would you? And Gretel is like, boy, are you as stupid as you are blind? She's like, Gretel's sharp, right? She gets it, and she just senses that the witch is up to no good, because why wouldn't she be? She's a fucking witch. And she's like, Unt witch, I don't understand, yeah? And the witch is like, Unt what don't you understand? And then Gretel is like, Unt why don't you show me how the oven works, yeah? And then the witch is like, I hate you, Fraulein. And then she goes to demonstrate like how the oven works and like how she wants the temp test done. And Gretel, who, it doesn't say this in the story, but I'm pretty sure she had quietly been doing push-ups, air squats, and crunches in her downtime when she wasn't being abused by the witch. So she's gotten in pretty good shape in a pretty short time period. And she just lets the witch have it. She forces her with a swift push. She lowers her shoulder and just, she probably wouldn't have said this back then, but just picture her being like, X gonna give it to you. And then she's, witch gets thrown in the oven. Gretel slams the door, bolts the door shut, and then leaves that ungodly witch to be burned in ashes. Gretel then frees Hansel from the cage. And the pair, they go inside. And they're like, whoa, what is this? A, what is this a vase? I don't know whether they said, is this a vase? Or is this a vase full of treasure, including, but not limited to, precious stones? So they're like, yeah, we'll take these, comped. And they put all the jewelry into their clothes. They do like the little t-shirt trick, you know, where you hold out the bottom and then you make like a pouch. Do it like that, do it right. And then they're like, all right, let's go home. Even though technically, like, they have no idea where their house is, but they come to a nearby lake and there's a swan, oversized, obviously. And the swan ferries them across the expanse of water. And they end up right at their front door because they used to live lakeside. And you're telling me that times were tough? Their dad could afford lakefront property? Get the hell out of here. Just goes to show you how much that stepmom was eating. Just hemorrhaging all of their spending cash. They already have the property. It's appreciating. They're going to flip that thing, get a better house. But savings dwindling because the mom's like, I want more cake and bacon. But when they get back home, Hansel und Gretel, they find out that the stepmom is just straight dead. And they don't really go into this that much in the story. But I'm going to be honest with you. Here's a theory. I think the dad ended up getting pretty pissed because he's like, this was not worth it. I traded all my pride and joy. I 
traded the physical manifestations of my spirit, which are my children, just so this fat chick could give me a little knob, Jay? Like, what am I thinking? I think he lopped that chick's head off with his axe, his best axe, or maybe his worst axe, so it was a little blunted. This is getting graphic. Maybe he just hit her with the blunt end and swung for the fences. I think Mark McGuire level swing, but with the backside of an axe, he probably sent that head for the fences. It was the right thing to do. But yeah, she's dead. She's not in the picture. And then their pops is there, and he's just like, ah, oh, man, I just, I can't even chop wood because I'm so sad about my kids. But then they show up, and he's like, whoa, talk about delighted. That's what I am. And with the witch's wealth, they all live happily ever after. So let's talk about a couple of parallels. Let's talk about some themes. Let's do some high-level analysis of what the heck just went down. Okay, so let's just jump into, first things first, the pebbles in the beginning of the story. A lot of parallels to the myth of King Midas, where Ariadne leads Theseus out of the Minoan labyrinth. I think that was borrowed, that kind of theme where it's like, hey, leave the trail. Leave the trail. Get it done. Pretty cool, if you ask me. A lot of themes of child abandonment and abuse, and it's like, listen, no matter how bad things get, just don't be a dick parent. And if your second husband or your second wife ever says, like, I hate your kids, you better believe that unless you set them right real quick and be like, you're a pig in every sense of the word. I hate you. We're done. You notice a parallel like that in the movie The Parent Trap, where it's like the stepmom is just this piece of garbage. Notice that in a lot of stories. Check Cinderella, the stepmom, run-of-the-mill dumpster dweller in spirit. Also themes of famine and lack of birth control take into account, and I guess it was kind of common to just like, I don't know, late 1700s, early 1800s, to be like, well, we're out of food. Kids, who's ready for a walk in the woods? You know, just a little family outing, huh? That was the equivalent of leaving a baby on a stoop of a church or the stoop of a firehouse. I think if you're a total piece of garbage and you have a kid that you don't want, you can leave it in front of a fire station. Good Lord. I don't like that. I don't like any of it. The major motif of hostile stepmother in here. Probably one of the most key themes here is the satisfying psychological effects upon the children once they vanquish the witch or realize that their wicked stepmother had been iced at the hands of their big slugger pops. That's a big call out where kids know if you're an evil piece of refuse that you are just your scum. Also, big into anti-cannibalism is this story, and I appreciate that. That's a nice theme, where it's like, if you're luring kids somewhere to eat them, you should probably be executed in a big way, in a very theatrical fashion. Like, just take a time out today and think to yourself, like, if I found out that some adult was luring children 
away from safety to eat them. What's the most creative and cruel way I could make them feel pain up until the moment that they expired? I think that's a nice thought exercise. You say, if there was an old witch in my neighborhood and I found out she had been up to no good, and that's putting it very lightly, do I go death by a thousand paper cuts? Do I waterboard her with diesel? Do I lock her in a room and put on the song, turn it down for what, until her brain caves in on itself? Do I dust her with catnip and let a bunch of cats with their sandpaper-like tongues lick all her skin off? And some of you right now are thinking to yourselves like, take it easy, man. While others of you are thinking to yourselves like, that's not nearly enough. Everything you just said, what, this is a PG movie? Or are we going to do some damage to this spiritually bankrupt piece of filth? I don't know if hell's hot enough for these kinds of people, this cannibalistic witch. Or if you find out that there's a stepmom somewhere in your neighborhood who's like eating way too much and she's trying to lobby her husband, like, I don't know if we can afford the kids. Maybe you just send a message. You take four thumbtacks and you put each one in the soft spot of this lady's tires. Every time she fixes those tires, you put in four more. You do that until she either goes crazy or she decides, like, I need to not eat so much. Maybe this is a blessing in disguise. I should walk more. Other themes? If you're an older brother, watch out for your siblings, be they sister or other brothers. If I were talking about the Mighty Ducks right now, I'd say ducks fly together, but it's siblings help each other out. I like that theme. Another theme for young ladies, it's okay to be in good shape. If you need to do push-ups, air squats, and core work to vanquish that neighborhood Satanist, not a bad call. Not a bad call at all. Talk about other motifs. Don't consort with witches, period. Here's another theme. If your mom or dad is thinking about getting remarried, do a serious vetting process. And if that person, the second or third or fourth, for whatever reason, somebody who gets divorced twice and then tries to take a third or fourth stab at it, it's like, you're a train wreck. You know you're the problem, right? Like, if you're a serial marriage person and you're not getting it right and you're like, well, another divorce. It's like, why don't you just stick to dating and leave matrimony out of it? Dumb, dumb. You have no understanding of the Bible, amongst other things. Jackass. But yeah, look after your siblings. Vet people who step into your folks' lives and be like, Dad, I don't like this woman. She's all bacon, no love. She is a cake monger. She sucks. And then if your dad says, yeah, she does, be like, Dad, that is inappropriate. There's more to life. Do you understand, Dad? Wake the hell up. Not so many themes of the evil stepfather in literature, but I'm sure they exist. I'm sure they exist. But be careful out there, everybody. And don't hesitate to do damage to somebody practicing witchcraft, luring children away from safety, trying to eat them, or 
just trying to abandon kids in the woods. If you hear of anybody doing that, if you don't do damage to them, the damage is just going to be yours to wear on your conscience, and that is going to eat away at you. So if you know about this stuff, be a hero. If you see something, say something, and make sure that the death that these people receive, potentially at your hands, is slow and gruesome because they deserve it. Okay? That's DarbyCast. That is Economics Wednesday, and that is what we like to call a Folklore Wednesday. And if you have not had a Folklore Wednesday before, maybe you go back in the catalog of the DarbyCast. Maybe you just go and you give Episode 17 a look. What's that one called? The Miller's Hot Daughter. Great episode. I think episode 31 is Bearskins and Bratwursts. That also is good. And that is a Folklore Wednesday, an Economics Wednesday, a Folklore Wednesday. And there are a ton of messages in all of these, including the one you're hearing right now, that just give you a clear path to financial success, financial freedom. And if you want those things, if those things sound appealing to you, maybe you re-listen to this and you'd be like, oh, I was so busy enjoying the plot of the story that I just missed some of the key nuggets, right? And that's okay. Sometimes it's okay to go back and listen to an episode of the Darby cast 17 times. If you're like, ah, I really need to get this thing right. I need to figure out the major takeaways and I need to integrate them. That's life. That's economics for you. Find the themes. Integrate them. Abuse witches who abuse children. That'll do it. Back Friday.